Hey everybody, welcome back to Feedback Loop. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Joey. And this is a podcast, the only <laughs> podcast where I and Joey <laughs> talk about music. That um, you know of. <laughs> that I'm aware of. Joey might have some sidekick going on. But the collective of me and Joey, as far as I'm aware, only have this one. Uh, <laughs> in the previous fortnight, we shared our favorite Cornwall indie discoveries. Yeah. So it has become the time to establish a winner. I explained previously that I kind of phoned it in and listening to Joey's recommendation, I completely phoned it in. <laughs> Joey, I think hands down you're the winner again this week. Oh my god. Because, because it's the album I put forth while technically indie is would not be described as indie music, I think, in general. Someone's like, hey, what genre would you put this in? Indie is not one of them. I went for the quick and easy because, honestly, the album kind of reminded me of old Paramore stuff, and uh, that's why I, I chose that album. But I listened to the EP Dead Dongs, Dead Dongs, Dead Dongs, Dead Dongs <laughs> and said songs by <laughs> by Tapes Milo Gore and and Fair, and that is like it is I think the epitome of what I would expect listening to. So again, I think you win. You win. Man, see, I was going to argue for you, though, because of like how broad of a selection of musical styles that I feel like went into Hypophora's album. Like, maybe, maybe, so. maybe, maybe to your point, mine is technically more typical indie, but right. like, I don't know. I feel like a trademark of indie bands is being able to like do whatever you want. And I definitely feel like Hypophora on Douse did kind of whatever they want. Like you said, they kind of talk about, like not talk about, they, they call back to early Paramore. Like I could hear that sound also yeah. uh, like there were a few points where it kind of goes into like a harder rock, almost metal territory where yeah. um, I felt like I was getting some vibes that I got from like sleepwalking sailors or Helms Ali, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the band, like just, because they had like with the female vocalist, the way that she utilized her singing with like the metal background, I feel like it was just super cool, and I liked it a lot. And mine was kind of one note, I guess, throughout. It didn't really yeah. experiment too much. I'll, I'll take I'll take the crown. You've convinced me. There we go. Okay, that, that my my album was more in the spirit of indie, and yours was more of a formulaic recreation of what indie music should sound like as much as i I don't want to some to some would would argue makes you the winner right (laughs) i guess that was the perspective i was approaching is that you you matched the criteria for indie but not necessarily the spirit of indie so we're both winners because we both found new music yeah and that's that's something that like we are awarding a winner (laughs) but really i mean the, the, the joy of winning is more so because we found music that we had not previously listened to. And that's what we're about. That's what we do here. So I'll take the I'll take the dub the dub. Hell yeah. The big old the big old Weezer Weezer winner W. Um and yeah, I, I guess with that out of the way, at the end of this episode we will be revealing the new genre <laughs> competition. Um that will take place over the next two episodes as well. 
But uh, I guess before that, what what have you been listening to outside of Cornwall Indie? I'm sure you've not been exclusively listening to Cornwall Indie for the past two two episodes. No, I did listen to that uh, Fisherman Friends or whatever song a, a couple more times. Like, I don't know, just something about it. Yeah, the Fisherman's Friends. I had to look just to make sure I was getting the band name right. Yeah. Just that specific song, that Cornwall yeah, Corn, song. Cornwall, my home. Because it's just like... I don't know something about it. It draws me to it, but I, I'm going to be honest. I've not listened to it. I really wanted to. I wanted to listen to both of the wrecks that you had outside of it because uh, you also recommended uh, Blue Sounds of the Suburbs, and you even sent me a link to the thing. That one you could easily skip just because it was strictly to that episode. Yeah, two, two and little clips on a yeah. YouTube video documentary thing. Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, I did want to check it out. I didn't make time to. Um, oh no. I want to. I want to put it on my list to do. Hell yeah! Well, outside of that, like, I, I don't know if it was us like listening to British people, but I, I don't think I've made it a secret. But maybe I haven't talked about it enough. I am a giant fan of Adele, and I've been listening <laughs> to specifically Twenty Five and Thirty, her two yeah. latest albums. I've been I don't listening know if to I've listened to 30 yet. I still don't think I've listened to that album. I like it a lot. Like it is It's good fall music for sure. Yeah. And it actually like it gets me. It still does cuz like I don't know. She was going through some uh some rough times in her personal life and I don't know whether or not like I I don't know much about her personally, but I know there was like a divorce. I don't know who's fault it was sometimes it's nobody's fault sometimes it just happens like that's just life people people fall in and out of love it happens (laughs) and uh but there's a few songs specifically where she's really like speaking kind of directly to her kid and yeah i don't know like talking about like depression in in the space of like being a parent and being somebody trying to navigate a relationship and everything and it's just yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's it's it hard enough <laughs> to deal with that just on your own as a person, but adding in the fact that you're responsible for another child, like a child, like a living being, that you also have to consider, you know, how this is impacting them and putting a lot of times their needs before your own. Even like that, that sounds like a fucking horrible time. Yeah. But, it's uh, hopefully it's, it makes good, good soulful music, right? Oh, it does. I like it. It's it, right from the opening track. I, I feel like that album's a winner. I'll give it a listen. I feel like right now in this moment, it is a good, a good option for the time of year and just the general vibe of like how I'm feeling right now. So, so I'll definitely check that out. Uh, over the next the next fortnight, I, I will make sure to at least listen to it once because I, I, as I said, I haven't listened to it. I'm a fan of Adele; she has an incredible voice, and her Hell songwriting yeah. is pretty good as well. Um, so I, I'm interested in that. I have been listening to some new music. I don't know. It feels like previously in episodes we talked about time being meaningless at like every episode of the start. And usually I think it because it's because it feels like a Fortnite has gone by quickly. Yeah. This time it feels like it's been months <laughs> since we've recorded an episode for me. And I feel like there's a lot of things that have probably fallen through the gaps 
But my big musical takeaways for the past fortnight, uh, I went to Seattle this past weekend for a Halloween music festival of like electronic and, and dubstep musicians. Um, so I got to like see Sullivan King and, and Rez and, and Kill the Noise and a lot of artists that I'm into and a lot of artists that I'd never heard before. And I had a generally good time, I would say, uh, for the most part. This concert outside of some panic attack that I had, and some little breakdown, but I bounced back. We're good. Hell We're fine. yeah! We're still back good. stronger than ever. Back stronger than ever. Um, but yeah, it, it was a fun time listening to some some dubstep and stuff. So I've been kind of in that headspace. Um, and along that lines, I think there was I don't know if it's a new album. I think it came out last year, but it came across uh, as a recommendation on YouTube. I think the album Phantasmagoria by the artist Mr. Bill who I, I feel like I had heard of Mr. Bill before, but I also might just be thinking of the subway mascot from like the 80s, <laughs> uh, Mr. Bill. But uh, yeah, that album, it's electronic. It's not, I don't want to say it's not dubstep, but it's not dubstep. It's, yeah. it's, it kind of has like a wide span of different electronic influences. And it kind of felt like how a lot of dubstep I would say has influence from music that came before like house, how, how there's kind of like this house influence on dubstep. It feels like it's kind of gone the opposite way and that it is house music made with dubstep influence in a lot of, a lot of times, uh, which leads to some kind of interesting sounds that I haven't really heard outside of him. I'm sure there are other artists doing it, but uh, that was my big discovery of like a new, a new thing. That I hadn't heard before. It's a very cool album. Well, hell yeah, Phantasmagoria is that what it's yes. called? I'm gonna put that one down. Yeah, I think I, you, I think you'll enjoy it. I'll put it down later because I just wrote Fast Car for some reason instead of Phantasmagoria. I don't Fast know. Fast Car. Sorry. Full disclosure: My daughter had COVID this past week, and I <laughs> may or may not have it. I honestly don't know, but I feel like I've been a little out of sorts. <laughs> yeah, this is this is a low episode for Joey. Surprisingly. It's, uh, other than me feeling like shit yesterday, it was just, I don't know, it wasn't, she didn't, wasn't affected by it at all, like, literally yeah. just kept going, like, <laughs> she just doesn't want to go back to school is the thing, she's just like, hey, I don't either, man, I, I feel like, she got to play a lot of Pokemon Sword, and oh, she yeah. got three Pokemon to level 100, so, she's, she's just been <laughs> That's gaming. That's impressive, <laughs> that's impressive, I mean, I guess I, I don't know how impressive it is nowadays, because I haven't played a Pokemon game since, like, Gen 2, but I they, don't think I ever got a Pokemon at high level. I don't know what it is, but you can either buy or easily get these, they're like rare candies, but they give you experience instead of a level, so gotcha. she just had a shit ton, and I think she just fucking dumped them into a few of her favorite Pokemon. But that's, that's fun. Still, it's an accomplishment. Pokemon series has great music, too. Yeah, Bringing exactly. it back to music. Hell yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the soundtrack for those games is usually spot on. Again, I haven't really played one since yeah. second gen, but I feel like they're probably pretty consistent with some, some bangers in each game. Well, speaking of soundtracks, I uh, fully dove deep into the Well-Groomed soundtrack by Dan Deacon. He, mm. he has gotten super into making soundtracks for like documentaries and stuff yeah. and that's like the main bulk of his latest albums and well groomed I think we it, talked about that when we started the the podcast because it was our first episode it was gliss river right mm-hmm. yeah I feel like it, at that time there was another soundtrack that he had just released or something and and we ended up discussing it, or maybe shortly after 
we were. Yeah, he, it might have been well groomed because been. this one I think is from 2020, maybe. And I've like heard parts of it before, just as Dan Deacon songs come up. But it is 100% well groomed. I remember that album art. Yeah, like it's just a crazy because it's about pet grooming. And it's got like the ca- the cover art is just like this super bright rainbow looking poodle that's up on the front, and it's I've heard a few songs off of it just kind of in passing, but I've never sat down and fully like paid yeah. attention to it, consumed it all front to back, and I did. And man, it makes me want to watch that documentary just because of the soundtrack. <laughs> like, yeah. I kind of have gravitated more towards his actual albums just because that's. I'm typically, like, while I do very much enjoy soundtracks, if I'm going to listen to an artist that I am that I know well, it's usually going to be their albums. But I was like, you know what, yeah. I'll give it a shot. And I'm going to start listening to a lot more of his soundtracks. He actually just came out with one for, I think it's called Hustle. And it's got, Ad- it's a Netflix special, or either special or movie or something with Adam Sandler in it. So, I mean, dude's moving up in the world. So. Fascinating. <laughs> Good for him, man. <laughs> It's, it's kind of funny to go from something that was, like, so abstract and so, like, experimental and finding enough success in there that you're, like, scoring movies and yeah. stuff, which is, is kudos to him, man. I mean, I'm sure he's put in a lot of effort and work to get that kind of progression. Yeah, he's been at it for, like, 20-something years now. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. On that note, for, for Dan Deacon, I know I mentioned him. Uh, in the last episode, because I'd been listening to Son of Ra. Did you get a chance to check out any I Son of Ra did, music? and it was fucking wild. I was not expecting <laughs> it. when, like, I was thinking, because, I mean, the way like you had kind of described it as finding him through the Hotline Miami soundtrack, I was like, I had a general idea of what I thought right. it was going to be. And then you That's said... That's exactly what I was saying last week, is that like, yeah, like, people think Miami, uh, Hotline Miami soundtrack and they think of like synthwave they think of video game music but like son of raw's contributions to that soundtrack are so like just just weird and experimental and and that's why i love them that's why they stick out to me it yeah it was it was one that i listened to like three times because i just the first time i was not expecting it and the whole time i was just kind of like what the fuck like what's (laughs) like and it was like I, I don't know. I feel like I listened to a lot of weird stuff. And this one, I just kept... I. It was so, like... The beats were so, like, offbeat. Yeah. Where I was just like, I can't figure this out it, while it, I'm like, listening to it. It fucks with you. It, it yeah. gives you some, like, weird dissociation kind of kind of vibes. Dissonant vibes, I guess. Yeah. Where, where things just aren't falling in a pattern that you're, that you're used to or expecting. <laughs> and, and a lot of the tones and, and sounds he uses are just, like... I don't know. But they they send me places, man. It just it just feels feels like uh, I'm transcending reality when I'm listening to that shit. Um, something else that I went back and listened to. I guess not really went back and listened to because I didn't give it a full listen initially. Um, the new highly suspect album. Um, highly suspect is like a an alternative rock band, uh, and they do a lot of cool shit. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's kind of hard to describe their sound. Their singer kind of has a similar to like a Chris Cornell kind of voice, but he also like raps in his songs and it's a very like modern 
kind of rock sound um, for the music that I heard previously, except for their previous album, which was MCID. And they kind of went more in like a hip hoppy weird direction. And I was not a fan of that album, but they released a new album this year called the Midnight Demon Club. And um, they kind of went back to their rock sound. and It's very good. I'm surprised I'm enjoying it as much as I did. Um, so that was kind of a fun, fun new album to kind of, kind of go back to and, and listen to. Man, I, I'm. I feel like I'm gonna say that I should listen to that, but I don't know if I actually will because I yeah. know Pierce said something about highly suspect as well. It's not. And, it's not what you would expect from that. But yeah, I totally understand the, yeah. the kind of like the the judging music by its fans. In, in, in some aspect, classifying it and kind of knowing what you're into and what they're into and where where the overlap is. Well, because what what nothing more I think is the band. Yeah, What's I didn't that? listen. I still haven't listened to that. Nothing more was the band that you said that you were going to check out the album, and I said that I would as well. because okay. I I didn't check out their new album or the album you told me, but I did listen to their self titled album again, mm-hmm. and uh, I was just like, I don't know, I still wasn't vibing too hard with it. Yeah, but, I feel uh, like it's a totally different style from Highly Suspect, but yeah, I yeah. totally, like, I, I would not expect you to necessarily enjoy Highly Suspect as much as I am enjoying it. Um, something else that has made its way back into my playlist that we have discussed on the podcast was um, Daru's 1979 album. Hell yeah. It's kind of been, I sometimes, it's about 50-50, I think, on average, Um when I'm trying to sleep, I'll put on an album just to have like some noise because it helps me fall asleep faster sometimes. Um, and typically, I have two albums that I will go to. And when we did the Daru album at the beginning of this year, it kind of it came in as like a third. I listened to that nonstop for my sleep music for a good while at the beginning of the year. So much so that I'm expecting if YouTube music does one of those, like, hey, let's look at what you listen to the most this year. I, I fully expect that album to be one of my top albums listened to just because of how much I listen to it. But then there was a, a good period where I didn't listen to it. I kind of went back to my other two albums, which are uh, Poppy's... Poppy did an album called Music to Sleep To, which is like an ambient album. Um, and then Haley Williams' second solo album, uh, Descanso's Flowers for Vases. Um, those have been my like constant too. And then Darrow kind of just comes and goes and it, it feels good to be bringing Darrow back because it's yeah. such a like, different sound. I mean, I guess it is still ambient, but it's not in the way that the Poppy ambient album is because the Poppy ambient album is like, they, they worked with like neurologists and shit to like <laughs> find, find sounds that would benefit you sleeping. Yeah. Kind of a thing. Um, allegedly, I don't know how much science was actually done there. But that was the pitch of it, and so it's kind of this this weird, more spacey, kind of angelic kind of sounds. Whereas Daru's, it's an ambient album, but it wasn't necessarily designed for sleep, right? It was just designed to be listening to, and it's kind of a fun, uh, almost video game soundtrack-esque ambience. But I'm glad that's back. It's It's been really nice to, to fall asleep to that again. Hell yeah. I did. This is going to make me sound like I'm losing my fucking mind. I suggested that album, right? Was that you me? Did. Okay, you did. That was that was something I would not have found without you. Because <laughs> there's there's sometimes where I don't know if like it's like the feeling where you don't know if you actually had a thought 
or if right. somebody else implanted it in you and you're like, no, that's my that's thought. My whole, then- that's my whole life, dude. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing I say or think is original, right? Everything is just what I've been exposed to kind of amalgamating yeah. and stewing inside of me and then coming back out. <laughs> yeah. I'm just a fucking bag full of references over here. That's, yeah. that's it. We man, are, I, man, I don't have too much else other than I've been listening to a lot of uh, Clarence Carter's first album. This is <laughs> yeah. Clarence Carter because I subjected one of our mutual friends to <laughs> Clarence Carter's magnum opus known as Strokin. Strokin. And Strokin, uh, man. Yeah. It, he go just listen like, to that song. Yeah. First of all, if you're, if you're listening to us right now, go look up Clarence Carter's Strokin. You'll have a good time. Do it. And it's that is just one of those wild things to me. Because if you, like I did, listen to This Is Clarence Carter, which is the name of his first album, you just think, oh, yeah, this is like a hip, cool R&B guy from from the 60s. Like, it just sounds like completely normal music. And it's just (laughs) fine. And it's good. It's good music. But then you get to his later discography, and it's like the guy loses his fucking mind. You listen yeah. to Strokin, and it sounds like, it sounds like, uh, fuck, I, I'm going to feel so bad because I can't remember his name, but like the outsider music type stuff where it's like, yeah, like Daniel Johnston is kind of like the leader of it, but it, I wouldn't compare it to Daniel Johnston. I would compare Strokin to like, uh, I know his name starts with a W and I'm, I feel terrible, but he had the song. Rock and roll McDonald's. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I cannot remember who that is either. I cannot remember his name. Wesley something, I think. And, like, because he just had, like, this really formulaic way that he wrote a lot of his songs. Wesley Willis. Leslie Willis, not Wesley. Wesley. Oh, Wesley Willis. Wesley Wesley Willis. Okay. Um, But, yeah, like, it's something about it. It's like it's crazy to listen to such like formulaic music that he had back in the sixties that is yeah. like, okay, this definitely like this sounds like I would ex- Yeah, it fits the trends. It sounds exactly like how would I I would expect it to sound. And then you move like twenty years into the future, thirty years into the future, and it's just off the rails. He's doing yeah. whatever the fuck he wants. <laughs> like he is just he just walked into a studio and was like, I'm stroking and just yeah. wrote a song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's, which is the lifestyle I think everybody wants to have. <laughs> exactly. That's what we should all aspire to, to just be able to just walk into a, a studio or whatever creative avenue you want to have right. and just do your thing. Just, just make some unfiltered, just whatever comes to mind is yeah. the, the way it comes out. <laughs> That's like absolute freedom and it's it's great. Yeah, that is, that is great. Coming up, there's not a lot of new album releases that I'm aware of, but... Um, I have been adding things to my backlog that I've been wanting to check out. Um, one of which I think you'll be interested in because the, the snippets that I've heard, I would consider Joey music. Um, hey. But I'm, I'm going to listen to it and we'll, we'll talk about it next week if I do. Okay. Um, I guess I can send it to you regardless because just because I think you would actually genuinely enjoy it more so than the Phantasmagoria album even. Um, but you would also like Phantasmagoria. But yeah, so I got I got a couple. I'm gonna stop predicting what I'm going to be listening to, because every time, undoubtedly, I never listen to what I say I'm going to listen to, because <laughs> I'm just horrible about that. You can just Adele, rename the podcast "Broken Adele, Pop Promises." Yeah, exactly. Adele is definitely going to be listened to by me in the next hell yeah in the next two weeks. 
a pinky promise, internet. I will I will be back with some takes on Adele's new album. But we will also be delving in to our new genre battle, <laughs> which is a genre neither of us were fully aware existed, I suppose. Uh, stomp pop is the genre, um, which from a very quick cursory glance appears to be pop music with some kind of big, big stomp in it, you know? Yeah. Some, some kind of, not necessarily edge, but I, I guess something similar to edge where it's yeah, like some, some bombast, some yeah, big, big some sounds, big, some bigness, some big <laughs> stompiness in, in your pop music. Um, so we'll be diving into that and I'm sure we're going to come back with completely different results. Hell yeah. I can't wait. One of us very difficult to do, but uh, yeah, so that's going to be that check out some stomp pop on your own guys and su- submit some albums and maybe we'll crown one of you uh, as the stomp pop king uh, in, in the audience. I don't know how that's going to work, but we don't have an audience, so it doesn't matter. I can say yeah. whatever I want to our audience. Hell yeah. <laughs> so check that out. We're going to be checking it out. Gosh, I don't know. Is there anything else we need? I feel like, we're just abruptly ending this. See, I don't think there's anything else that we have other than to tell all the people out there that happen to be listening and not interacting that we still love you, even though you're not giving us recommendations. And true. There and are people listening. We, 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 we can see, see you. We can see you. <laughs> you exist. We're aware you exist. You still interact. That's cool. I don't interact with most of the shit I watch or listen to anyway. I don't interact with most of the people in my life. It's just in, that are that are I know them in real life. So <laughs> very fair. So yeah, drop some drop some music wrecks. Listen to some some Cornwall indie. Listen to some stomp pop. And, uh, Hell, listen to have, some deep goth post punk. Yeah, why not? Fucking, listen, just listen to music yeah. and and stay on our feedback loop. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>